Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, here we go, folks. Doug would like to talk to you right now. So if you have any questions for him, 866-391-1020. And if you're the 10th caller at 412-922-1020, you're going to win a gift certificate from Sorgal. So without further ado, here he is, DougOster.com, the host of The Organic Gardener every Sunday on Rob Pratt Sunday, FM 100.1 AM 1020 News Radio, KDKA, Doug Oster. Good morning, Doug. Good morning, Rob. How are you doing? I'm good, sir. What's happening in your world? Well, I'm very excited that we figured out a way that you can visit the Gardening Santa today. We weren't sure if we're going to be able to do Santa this year, uh, but today from 1 to 4 at Han Nursery, you can come see the Gardening Santa sitting on a special sleigh on loan from the Perrysville Volunteer Fire Department. Uh, Kids can talk to Santa from a safe distance and get a great picture, too. If you look at my Facebook, you can see the picture. It's pretty cool looking. And uh, Santa still wants to see your pets, too. Bring your pets. That's been a tradition uh, for, gosh, how many years now? I don't know, five, six years. And as always, it's absolutely free. But this year, you have to make an appointment. You have to let them know you're coming. So give Han Nursery a call. Get on the list. The number is 412-635. 7474 7475. Let me get it to you again. 412 635 7475. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I had a question uh, from a listener, my friend Chuck, about lighting for microgreens. Uh, I really love growing microgreens in the winter, and it is the easiest thing you could possibly ever do. You're going to make this. Uh, super nutritious, uh, tasty, and uh, tender little green that you can use lots of different ways in the garden. And so uh, all it is is getting a packet of seeds, whatever it might be. I love radishes, but it could be radishes, beans, sunflowers, uh, any uh, leafy greens, uh, anything like kale or uh, broccoli, anything from that family, from the cold crop family. Uh, There's lots of different options, and all you do is get some planting mix, and it doesn't have to be very deep. It can only, you know, it could be just an inch deep. Uh, Have it in some kind of container, and I just have it on the windowsill. I don't use lighting, but uh, if you had lighting, you could really uh, get them going for a lot longer. And just sprinkle those seeds into that mix, cover them with plastic so that they don't dry out, and as soon as they sprout, they're they're ready to eat. And like I said, radishes are my favorite. They they sprout real quick. Uh, you can use every part of it. You just rinse them off, and they just have uh, that beautiful, intense garden flavor uh, only in the winter. And so microgreens is a fun thing to do. 
uh, during the winter. It's something that I'm I'm doing all the time. Uh, as I said, it's just it's just super easy. You know, when you when you're using sprouts in water, you have to use special seeds, uh, and it's a more complex process. When it's in soil, you could just you know. What I do is I go to the nurseries right now and I, I buy up some seeds that they're trying to almost give away. And so uh, try some microgreens. It's fun. Uh, if you're growing poinsettias, uh, first off, when you're choosing a poinsettia, make, it, make sure you're getting uh, a really nice one. Make sure you're getting one that, that looks looks good. And you, you can tell. You'll take a look at it. And uh, when you get it home, uh, if you don't know, if you're not good at, at watering, uh, get that foil off there. Uh, the worst thing you can do is overwater a poinsettia. That will kill it. And so when you leave the foil on, there's no drainage, and the water can stack up in there. In my case, I actually, a lot of times, I leave the foil on because I know I just give it a little bit of water, and the, the water you know, lasts longer in the, the container. But if you're not good at watering, get the foil off, and then just put something underneath it. Every time you water, it'll catch it. You don't want to leave anything in that uh you know, in that uh, little dish underneath. And if you if you can keep them going, you know, through the holidays, then it can become a, a, a house plant for you on the windowsill and eventually we'll go out in the garden in May uh, and then grow all season. And then if you really wanted to do it, you could bring it back in and keep it going. It's not going to bloom in the same way that it did in the greenhouse, but it still blooms. They bloom when you get to 12 hours of daylight, 12 hours of uh, of darkness. And uh, I, I've talked about this a lot, but there's this one variety that every year I usually find one somewhere that just knocks me out, and this one called Jador Pink that I saw at uh, Phipps, and I've talked about it the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's available at... at uh, locally at Bidwell Training Center. Uh, it's actually, its technical name is the Drew Matheson Center at, no, Drew Matheson Greenhouse at Bidwell Training Center uh, on the north side, or in Manchester. Uh, and you, you can get one there. It's really cool looking. And, and those uh, those hybrids, just they do better on the window, so they last all winter long, much easier than, than a traditional uh, uh, traditional poinsettia. If you've got a gardening question you can't get through or you don't want to call, remember that you can always go to dougoster.com and send me a question there. Uh, that's my job, to answer your questions, and I'd love to do it. Uh, I have lots of fun. get stories out of those questions a lot of times, too. And uh, uh, But this is a great time to call the show if you've got a gardening question, if you have something on your mind. Uh, easier to get through during the winter, that's for sure. And this week's story that uh, I did for uh, the Green Voice, which is the newsletter for Pittsburgh Earth Day, is all about plants with winter interest. And so part of what we're doing now is we're looking at the landscape. We're seeing what we like, what we don't like. You know, you want to extend the season. But I, I plant lots of things with exfoliating bark. And believe it or not, even in this weather, I'm still sneaking some plants in. One of the plants that I talked about in this story is called Hepticodium, and it's kind of a treeish shrub, uh, and it blooms real late in the season, but it has this beautiful tan exfoliating bark, and it's just it's an indestructible plant. And so I still know there's two 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 of them sitting in a nursery, and, I, and I'm working out the details to get them cheap, and I'm going to put those in. But there's another plant you should look for out there uh, in the nurseries that just for the last few years has become, for some reason, 
a popular holiday plant for greenhouses to sell, and it's a perennial uh, called hellebore. And there's two different types of hellebores. One blooms real early in the spring, and one blooms right now. And the one that blooms right now is actually for sale as an indoor plant. If you're good at growing indoor plants, you could get this thing because it's well, how it's set up is you buy the hellebore. You, it's a beautiful flowering uh, holiday plant, and then you just kind of toss it like you would a poinsettia, throw it in the compost or whatever you do with them. But this is a perennial that if you can keep it going, and what I do is I, I go into the, the, the greenhouse, I buy the hellebores, I put them in my unheated greenhouse. Now, I know that's a luxury, but I think you could keep them going on the windowsill and then next spring put them in the ground, and that's what I did. And now, right now, I've got these hellebores that are blooming outside. And so uh, I hate to see a plant that, that, that is designed to be a perennial and do that, uh, to be sold as a, as a plant that's only going to be around for three weeks. And uh, take a look at that when you go to the nursery. And real quick later, Mrs. Know-It-All will talk all about pruning. She's going to teach us uh, lots of good lessons about pruning. Uh, and winter is the time to start thinking about pruning, Rob. All right, tell them about Santa, and then we'll go to break. Yeah, uh, today, 1 to 4. On nursery, safe Santa. Santa's going to be sitting on this uh, special sled, and uh, all you need to do is call Han Nursery to get on the list to come uh, because of uh, COVID, because of safety concerns. Just just make an appointment to come. It's 412-635-7475. You realize how busy Santa could be today? I don't know. I don't know, Rob. I, I, I'm really wondering about that uh you know it's outside santa's outside and i hope that santa is busy because we set it up in a way that uh it's safe and so but i don't know i don't know if people will come we don't know you know i just i wanted to keep santa tradition going and figure out a way to to do it so that it's safe well ladies and gentlemen if you really want to see santa that would be some uh, wonderful advice from Doug for you to follow up on today. And a lot of folks are wanting to get that, you know, that moment to that uh, that tradition uh, taken care of this year. So go out and see Santa today. I think you'll enjoy it. We'll come back. Sports coming up and a few other things. Then right back to Doug. He'd love to talk to you. We have some lines available, 866-391-1020. Congratulations to Sandy of West Mifflin, winner of that gift certificate from Sorgles. Ah, uh, yes, he is. He'd love to talk to you, 866-391-1020. Here's Gene in Jeanette for Doug Oster, News Radio KDK. Hi, Gene. Hello, how you doing? Good. What's your question? Um, I think we have voles. They're not tunnels, but they're like, um, you know, on top of the grass, like runways all over the place. So a vole will have uh, like little holes about the size of a quarter. Uh, that's a vole. Tunnels, though, are usually moles. And so... Yeah, so uh, we don't have tunnels. We have... We can see where there's a hole, okay. where he's coming up, and then it's just a path through the. Yard. So there's a great there's a great organic control, and uh, it's called a mole scram, and it works for moles or voles. And how it works is it uses castor oil and garlic as its main ingredient. Uh, now, if it was me, mm-hmm. the garlic would draw me to the yard, but <laughs> voles and moles don't like garlic or castor oil. I don't like castor okay. oil either. Rob, mm, not most like people it. don't. <laughs> yeah, 
And so uh, it, it's a granular uh, in, ingredient, and you put like a, a band of it down, like 18 inches wide on a mm-hmm. near the house that you don't want the voles moving towards. Then the next day you put another band down. This will push them uh, away from the yard. And so they'll go into uh, another part of the yard or to another area where you don't want them. And it really works well. Uh, uh, when I worked at the trib, I gave it uh, uh, to my uh, to the big boss, and everybody in the neighborhood was using it except one family. And guess who ended up with all the voles? Oh, jeez. So, so that do you put it down where the hole is? No, you put it on one side of the hole. Uh, you know, let me. If you like, let's just say you had a you know a bag of this mole scram, and you put it all over mm-hmm. your yard. The, the moles or voles wouldn't know what to do. They'd be just they. they okay. But if you just you put them in one area, and the 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 vole won't cross that. Okay, so you just got to figure out where you're going to put them. Now now you've got them on that side of this band of uh, repellent. Now you put a little bit more down, okay. and that keeps them moving. And it's pretty oh, simple. Okay. You'll, you'll you'll figure it out, and, and then that'll solve the problem for you. Uh, and but the problem is though now your neighbor's going to have lots of voles. <laughs> All right, let's go to Sam. Hey Sam, good morning. You're on the air with Doug. How are you? Okay, um, I have some vines growing up on the side of a wall of a garage, and uh, they have little green and and, and purple and uh, yellow berries on them. Is that some kind of poison oak or something? You know, I'd have to see the leaves to be sure. Uh, what, what do the leaves be, of poison oak look like? Well, with poison ivy, it's leaves of three, uh, and and you're, it's prob- it might be something completely different. It might be bittersweet, or or it could be uh, another another common one would be called Virginia creeper. Uh, and Virginia creeper has kind of like I think it's I can't remember how many, but it, it's I think it's like five leaves. Uh, anyway. Those aren't poisonous, or they are. No, Virginia creeper actually. If it is Virginia creeper, uh, uh, it's it's actually they have cultivated varieties of Virginia creeper, and some people let Virginia creeper just do its thing because they like the beautiful fall foliage. Uh, the birds eat the berries, uh, but other people, you know, I know lots of people that can't stand Virginia creeper, consider it a weed, and just uh, with any vine, if you don't want the vine growing there. You just snip it at the bottom, and that, that'll do the trick. Does poison oak have berries on it? Uh, you know, I'm not that familiar with poison oak or poison sumac. Uh, I'm assuming it does. We'll ask Mrs. Know-it-all when she comes on. But I don't think it's – it's certainly not as prevalent as poison ivy or uh, the Virginia creeper. Uh, to tell you the truth, you could either send me a picture uh, at com, or just go online and – uh, I'm I'm just guessing, but Virginia creeper is a very very common vine, and it grows just about anywhere, and it does produce berries. Uh, what do the leaves look like? Uh, well, you know, they look like there's like, you know, a sort of like three points on them, hmm. if I remember correctly. Yeah, let, let, you know, I would be happy to take a look at a picture. I, I do that every day. Okay, uh, you, thank you, you very much. Like, all right, thank you. Just contact me through DougOster.com and send me a message, and then we'll figure it out. Hey, we got about a minute before the break. Tell them about Santa today and how they can be a part of it, Doug. 
Well, yeah, the gardening Santa's back. We figured out a way, I think, to do it safely. Uh, Santa's kind of up and away on a on this really beautiful sleigh. It, it's actually the sleigh is really cool because the Perrysville Volunteer Fire De- Fire Company they take this around uh, uh, to neighbor to the neighborhood with Santa in it, and so they they've loaned it to us, and it's just a beautiful sleigh. I mean, that you know, I was trying to figure out how. How are we going to get a picture with Santa? <laughs> you know, it's going to be nice. And so you'll be, it's got it's really, you know, Han has really decorated it really nicely. So today, one to four, Han Nursery, get on the list. Come see the Gardening Santa. Bring your pets, and it's absolutely free, 412-635-7475. Doug's coming back. More of your phone calls in a couple of moments. We've got Martha in White Oak coming up next, standing by, but we'd love to hear from you. 866-391-1020. Good morning. Uh, yes, he is till 8 o'clock, so get on the phone. Give us a call, 866-391-1020. Tenth caller right now wins a gift certificate to Janoski, second day of their Christmas open house today. Plenty of great things in that garden center to make your home look spectacular, including your favorite tree. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you're the tenth caller, 412-922-1020, you'll win a $25 gift certificate from Janoski's. All right, here's Martha in White Oak. Martha, thank you for holding on, and welcome to the show today. Well, thank you for taking my call. You bet. Um, I wanted to ask Doug, a couple months ago, he was talking about pole beans. And I thought he said that he planted, uh, they're called Cherokee Tears. And I wanted to make Uh, sure I had the name right. And where do you get either the seeds or the plants? So you want the seeds, and it's called uh, Cherokee Trail of Tears Beans. And uh, it's one of my favorite pole beans uh, introduced. We found it in the 1800s. And the Trail of Tears is a terrible story where uh, indigenous Americans were evicted from the East Coast, sent on this horrific Trail of Tears to Oklahoma. And they started sharing the bean when they got to Oklahoma. And it's just, it's persisted. And... uh, I'm going to have to look it up where to get Trail of Tears. I think Baker Creek Heirloom Seeds has Trail of Tears, but you can find it. Do you have Internet access? Yes. Uh, yeah, what do did a you Google say, search. I'm going, to look, I'm going to look real quick uh, Okay. and see if I could find it for but you. I've had a hard time even finding it on the Internet. Okay. Yeah, if you just search Cherokee Trail of Tears, it'll come up. Uh, there's, I see one company called Victory Seeds. Victory. Uh, let's see what else we could find here for you. Oh, geez, Burpee has it. Oh, they have, yeah, Burpee has it. So it, it's out there. Uh, oh, okay. Baker Creek has it. That's one of my favorite uh, favorite seed catalogs is Baker Creek Heirloom Seeds. Baker uh, Creek. Yeah, the reason I love this bean so much is it it's so beautiful. Uh, it has these purplish flowers. The beans have a, a real uh, unique nutty flavor. It's it's indestructible, and uh, the beans turn uh, like a purple when they start to get uh, a little overripe. And then when you plant, the, or, I'm sorry, when you cook them, they turn green again. Uh, I'll be it, doing. <laughs> it's it's really it's really a great bean. And you know what? If you're gonna <laughs> If you're going to go for pole beans, if you have room for one more, there's one that I grew last year that I can't, I just fell in love with. It's called Monte Gusto Yellow. Uh, and I had thrown these seeds in 
behind some garlic plants. I did not do it the right way. You know, I was just like, oh, man, I, I want to try these. This is the only spot I have for them to, you know, they need something to grow up on. I'll just put them behind this garlic. You know, it's a decent bed. And I, I kind of just, you know, reached over the garlic towards the fence and just uh, made a little bit, of, little bit of a row and just tossed them in there. This, I had more beans from that plant than than we could use. And okay, now you put the 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 seeds. You put the seeds right. You planted the seeds, I should say. Yeah, they're always direct sowed, so you'll get now a. Now where of beans. where could I get those? Those are from a, a place called Kitchen Garden Seeds. Wow. Okay. It sounds like you're going to have a good garden this year. Okay, well, I'm going to try. You never know. Okay, thank you very much for your help. All right, thank you. All right, let's uh, let's go to Joe in Penn Hills. Hey, Joe, how are you? Good morning, and welcome to the broadcast. News Radio KDK. Hi. Okay. Hey, this is an- All right, let's see if we can get Joe. Hey, Joe, how you doing? Good morning, Joe. Good, good. Hi, hi. Hey, I, Doug, I was wondering if I threw some grass seed down on the bare spots of the lawn now, would, would it germinate or would it uh, be... Uh, the way I remember uh, Jessica talking about this, that when she worked for a landscape company, sometimes they would sow uh, late in the season, and then it would it would sprout in the spring. Uh, if it was me, I would wait until the spring to do it. I would wait until uh, late March, early April to put my seed down. Uh, that's just the way I always do it. You know, uh, that was the first time I had heard of it doing that way, where you could put it down now. You know, the grass seed's inexpensive. Uh, if you wanted to give it a try, throw it down now, and then maybe we, we you know, get to spring, and it's there, sitting there, and it stayed wet because the snow's been on it, and then it'll sprout. Just the, yeah, the way I've totally always not. done it is, is April, and I always look for rain, and before the rain comes, I'll throw down some seed, you know, kick it in pretty good. I break up that soil. I want the the best soil I can for that grass. Uh, sometimes just throw down even like a half inch of compost and just kind of, you know, kick it around a little bit and then rake it in and then throw some seeds down. The seed has to remain moist uh, for it to germinate. And so if it dries out, which wouldn't be a problem in the winter, but it could in the spring, uh, if it dries out, it won't sprout. So I don't think you have anything to lose by giving it a shot if you've already got the seed, but I, I prefer to do it in the spring. It's just a personal thing. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, I was able to pick up a bag of seed pretty cheap. Ah, give it a shot. What do you got to lose? You know, don't use it all and then uh, seal that seed up yeah, and then you might have to do it again in the spring, but it'll give you something to do, right? Some uh, some gardening work to do right. in the winter. Hey, remember Jack and the Beanstalk? You just never know, right? <laughs> Look what he did. There you go. All right. Hey, listen, before we get to break, uh, congratulations to uh, Rose and Beaver Falls, winner of that gift certificate to Janoski's. Uh, just a quick once-over before we step out and let Mrs. know it all step in. Uh, favorite trees, favorite shrubs, favorite bulbs? Uh, just some thoughts, Doug. Well, there is still time to sneak in some trees and shrubs. And... Um, Whenever I, you know, I, I get a lot of people asking me questions like, what kind of trees should I, should I plant? And it's always about what you want to get out of the tree. Do you need it for shade? Do you need it for beauty? Do you, what do you want out of that tree? And whether it's a tree or a shrub, I'm always trying to move people towards things that have more than just one season of interest. We call it a one-trick pony, but some one-trick ponies 
have such a trick, it's phenomenal. Uh, a lilac would be something we would say, at least a lilac in the, back in the old days. Now, I grow a lilac now that blooms three or four times during the summer, but it doesn't have that same intense fragrance that a real lilac does. Uh, you know, so there there are plants that have, you know, a, a tree that I love is one called Stuardia, where it has a beautiful shape. It's not too big. You know, it's, it's a it's a 20, 30-foot-tall tree, eventually, slow grower. Uh, it has these beautiful white flowers that uh, kind of resemble peonies. And then it has this, a good fall color and then also a, a, just a very stunning kind of mottled bark that has kind of a gray and tan in it. And so you've got you got the four, four seasons of interest. Uh, uh, oak leaf hydrangea, same thing, where you get uh, a conical white flower which fades to pink, uh, beautiful end-of-the-season foliage on those big oak, they look like oak leaves, a stunning red. And then again, like a cinnamon peeling bark. Uh, and so it's not a one-trick pony. And uh, when we talk about hydrangeas, that oak leaf hydrangea is one that's a more reliable bloomer than many of the ones uh, that we grow, which is called the mop head or hydrangea macrophylla, uh, which can be can be problematic in our area to to get to flower, but oak leaf hydrangeas, uh, that Stuardia tree, you know, the list goes on and on. So, so think about what you want out of a tree and, and with the trees and shrubs, the most important thing, one of the most important things is knowing how big it's going to get. Be sure you leave room for that to grow because you, you listen to the show, you hear how many people call up and say, I need to trim back this tree or shrub because it's getting in the way. So know how big it's going to get and take that into account. Even though when you're planting, they're small, but they always will eventually reach their genetic height and width. All right, we'll come back. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, Mrs. Know-It-All in a moment. And again, uh, we are going to be here next hour with the Coons Cooking Hour. And coming up, it's Holiday Appetizers. And then it's Jim Meredith, Ray Ballantyne, Hepfern Tillotson, your money and you. Then it's all about that the big game coming up tomorrow for the Steelers. Will or will not Ben Roethlisberger play? Knee questionable. They take on Washington, favored by seven. And, of course, that'll be at 5 o'clock at Hinesfield. Lots of coming up today on the Coons Market Black and Gold Sunday Show at 11. Good morning. Doug Oster is ready to introduce one of our favorites. It's that time once again, is it not, Doug? Time for Mrs. Know-It-All. That's horticulturalist Denise Schreiber. And, Denise, before we get to pruning, the only thing I know about poison oak and poison sumac is what I wrote, read in my Boy Scout manual 50 years ago. I don't think I've ever seen it. Is it something uh, actually, need to worry poison about? Oak, poison oak really doesn't grow in this area. Okay. And um, the berry and, you know, Poison ivy does. It can grow as a vine or a shrub. You know, you talked about bittersweet. You talked about uh, Virginia creeper, which, by the way, the berries are not edible. So uh, without seeing a picture, you really can't identify it. Um, Poison sumac is not the sumac everybody assumes they see, you know, with the uh, deep scarlet cones. That's, That's actually a native plant. Uh, it's good for birds, and it's got great fall color, but it is not poisonous. So we can kind of get past that. You need to see a photograph before. Right. But if it's a vine and he doesn't want it there, wear protection and cut it down is the best way to do it. Always they, wear protection. Now let's get to, to Well, one more thing. The guy who just okay. called about grass seed, 
Uh-huh. I had to sow grass in a bare spot. I had a tree taken out, and I couldn't do it until I got the stump out. So that was October. It's very difficult. I even had floating row cover on it. <laughs> grass seed needs seven days of cool, damp weather. Cool, not cold. But then it needs the heat to really grow. And we're not going to have it. So my suggestion is he could try it, but you know he's definitely going to have to do it in the spring again. That's when I like to do it. What about pruning? Lots of pruning questions. Yeah, you know, um, I had somebody send me a picture of what was a star magnolia, and this thing looked like something out of the nightmare before Christmas. Uh, The branches were crossed. They were twisted. They were growing sideways. And they go, well, what can I do with this? And they didn't want to cut it down, which would have been my first suggestion. (laughs) But (laughs) there's some things that you're just like, oh, my. So you go in and you remove the cross branches. Now, people are saying, well, you're going to remove the blooms. Well, if the way this tree's growing, you're not going to have a plant or many blooms because it's really stressed out. So actually, you know, we always say take a third of the oldest stuff out. Um, once a year, and usually after a three-year period, you will have it looking like it should be a normal plant. Now, uh, trees right now is a good time to go out. Also look for those cross branches. Take a pruning saw, you know, one of the ones, the razor saws that you can use rather than, you know, a chainsaw, unless it's that big, and start cutting. If the, I have a shrub that has Botrysphaeria canker, but it's really not visible until the fall when the leaves change color. And one side's, you know, brilliant red and the other side's this blackish green. And that's, there's other ways to identify it. But at any rate, that needs to be taken out. Other shrubs, like your spirea, and I'm assuming when you talk about lilacs, you're talking about like bloomerang or one of those. That's the one I have, yeah. Yeah, and so you can very easily just go in and, you know, maybe mark where you want to prune it in the spring. Yeah, you're going to cut off some blooms. You can even wait till after it blooms in the spring there, but you'll have those little paint marks. You know, just take like a, a bright magic marker, you know, you don't have to use the black one. And then after it's done blooming, go in and prune. But now you can see the shape of trees and shrubs, and you can see the ones that are kind of wonky and the ones that people have topped. All right, Mrs. Nomadol, great job, Doug. Time to take us home, brother. Remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. All right, good stuff, Doug. Have a great week, folks. Stay with us. News at 8, then it's Holiday Appetizers with Joe and Frank Dentici on FM 100.1 AM 1020 News Radio, KDKA. The Coons Cooking Hour is next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.